Today, we're gonna to take a look at a report on flour from headsets, flour being the dominant category in every market. It's not surprising. It's the least processed form of cannabis and therefore often considered the most affordable product format. It's also the most versatile form of cannabis. Consumers use it in a variety of different ways, whether it's simple smoke, vape, or use as an ingredient in some homemade edibles. On the other hand, flour is also the most susceptible category to commoditization and price compression. We're seeing a tendency for flour market share to start high in new markets and then decrease over time and as the market matures. So in this report, we're gonna dive deep into the flour category's performance, examine changes in the market share over time, the segments, pricing demographics, and a lot more all coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Flower's always been dominant, both in the U.S. and Canada, as the flower capturing roughly twice as many sales as the next highest grossing category, which are pre-rolls in Canada and vape pens in the U.S. So we're going to take a look at how market share has evolved over time. Flower being the dominant category in, in both markets in the U.S. and Canada, declining over time. So in Canada, flower market share has been dropping fairly steadily since the early uh, beginning of 1.0. And in the U.S., market shares surged in, in the pandemic, but then dropped steadily in early 2021 with market share now even lower than pre-pandemic levels. Breaking that down by individual areas, whether that's a state or province, you can see that Ontario at 47% sees a significantly higher portion of total sales than other Canadian provinces. And in the U.S., there's an even wider distribution of flower market share with California at 37% and Colorado 38%. And then at the low end, Maryland, 47%, Michigan 48% at the high end. So that's a different picture for flower. Nevada, the highest market share for flower at 56%. Uh, whereas you fast forward um, a year um, between that report last year and now, it's, it's at 46. This dropped 10%. So everyone is dropping and probably see that again down to like 40%. Comparing Canada and the US, hybrid products are the most popular in both countries. Indica flower, a lot more popular than sativa in Canada, while the two are closer to the sales in the US. Popcorn flower segments contribute to a, a significant portion of sales in the US, but have not yet caught on in Canada because Canadians don't like cheap stuff. They really like their high quality, whereas in the US, maybe we consume more. And so we're gonna settle for uh, less quality or I, you know, I don't know, I'm really sure. Um, I know that in Canada, they're very picky versus the US. We just have, we, I mean, look at our, <laughs> the way we consume our food, I think you should say everything about it. Uh, we don't really care, but um, I think we just consume a lot. That's what I'm guessing. You see uh, ground flower raising in popularity, uh, but not so much. What is ground flower? Oh, shake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Canadians like their ground flower, maybe they want to roll their pre-rolls or something. Yeah, people in the U.S. do not want to see ground flower, not at all. Um, there's a, I'm not going to tell the full story. I will just tell you that I know from personal experiences that in Japan, they will pay you $5,000 or they did want to pay you $5,000 for an ounce of flour. But if it was ground, they would pay you like 10%, maybe 500 bucks if that. So yeah, uh, ground flour is not a real popular thing. Average price of flour in the, in the US and Canada, um, kind of see um, flour market share. 
So the, the average equalize or EQ price, that's the, the average price per gram that consumers pay for flour. You can see the average price um, dropping in both the US and Canada. And so the in Canada, the price was dropping steadily through 2021 and declined in pace with the US. So total price of flour dropped 22%. In Canada, the average price dropped 17% during the same time. So significant uh, uh, price decrease. Who's buying? Let's take a look at demographics in terms of you know, wallet share by demographic group and, and who's buying all of that. Different consumers obviously shop for cannabis and shop differently. So when we analyze that, we could see that the wallet share for flour and the demographics who, who are buying that by age and gender in the U.S. and Canada, we could see that um, within each age group, male consumers spend more on flour than females and baby boomers spend the most. That's followed by millennials. In Canada, Gen Z consumers spend only slightly more than a third of the total cannabis wallet on flour. Packaging size is interesting. I like to buy ounces. Some people like to buy grams. When you look at packaging sizes in Canada, the market is, has a sizable portion of sales to the half ounce package size, uh, 15 grams. That's not really a half ounce, but for some reason they sell 15 gram package sizes up there. Um, in the U.S., the half ounce package size has always been uh, 14 grams, not 15. Makes sense. Maybe they just like to give you an extra gram up in Canada because they're so nice. Uh, the unit volume um, has declined, I guess. Um, so there's been more sporadic sales uh, to the full, uh, full ounce package size up in Canada. But all in all, flour still popular, although declining a little bit uh, and probably will drop to that 40% range. So likely to kind of see flour dominate um, its form factor for consumers, uh, branching out into you know, pre-rolls and, and other uh, product categories. But consumers are, are trying new things. They're going to find what works for them. They're going to find what cultivar works for them. Uh, and flour might just be something that they, they like at home in the end, or maybe just 40% of the time. But um, Headset is going to have some reports. We're going to follow up. You're just going to have to come back to the Talking Hedge and find out. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. 
We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.